Welcome back, Patriots, to segment three, the final segment for this week's Radio Free Redoubt, uh, episode 24-04. And as promised, uh, we would have uh, Lady Liberty in the studio. You all know her by her radio name, Lady Liberty. Said that from uh, Liberty State through the Political Church podcast and uh, then the Morning Commute, Radio Free Redoubt production. So, uh, yeah, most people know her as well. Most people on the radio know her as Lady Liberty. Most people in the Patriot community, in the conservative property rights, they know her by her real name and by the name that she's running for Congress under Renee Holiday. Welcome to segment three. Well, thank you. Thank you. Always glad to be here. And uh, good good job on the ad. Uh, we just played that in the break that you just heard. Well, thank you. Yeah, and uh, running that on the morning commute as well. But I want to get straight to the point here. This week, you announced that you will be running for Eastern Washington's Congressional District 5 for Congress. How did this come about? Well, okay. So that's kind of interesting question because I've been thinking about this ever since last fall and uh, having a discussion with the Lord in prayer about it that, uh, you know, I'm not really sure if that's the right thing to do considering the egregious election fraud, especially surrounding the Congressional District uh, 5. And well, it's it's rampant in all of Washington, as a matter of fact. But but so I, you know, was, was praying to the Lord, well, do I really want to do that if you can't beat the election fraud, no matter what you do, right? You know, if they've if the Democrats have picked a candidate, whether that be a rhino or a Democrat, right. you know, that person's going to win because they run the election fraud. And so, you know, that was one of the aspects that I had been praying about that, you know, is there really a point to running against election fraud. Right. You know, is there I mean, even a political is, solution? Is there even really such thing as an opponent other than the person that is capable of changing the vote at the end, right? Right. You know? it, it's, it's what a lot of people are looking at the whole system saying there are no elections anymore. There are only selections. Selections, right. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, gosh, Joseph Stalin would be proud of what people are pulling off these days, you know? Oh, yeah. and uh, And so... I had started praying about it back then and, and, you know, over the months kept thinking, well, I really need to, I really need to, I really ought to, because, you know, it's, it's a terrible shame to have these people in these positions and they do nothing. They squander them. They do absolutely nothing. All they do is take bribes and money from corporations and become ultra wealthy just as the incumbent uh, has become now. I mean, you know, they get paid, what is it, 150, 170,000 a year, but somehow now that person is worth, you know, over, you know, I mean, gazillions Mil- of dollars. Yeah, you know, millions dollars, you know, millions. It's like, yeah, how on earth does that happen? And everybody knows that. <laughs> they didn't save every penny. Yes, and that they didn't just invest wisely. You know, I mean, these are these are the kind of things that, that um, that is it's it's a travesty and especially while the nation is falling to the dogs mm-hmm. that they they just take the money and do nothing for the people right and so it, it it's shameful and i thought that can't be 
allowed to go unchallenged. Even if I don't win, that is shameful that all the child trafficking has been happening. Uh, did anybody respond to the bills that I sent them? No. Uh, you know, this is this is just unacceptable for this era. And it just kept uh, bothering me more and more until I just, I thought, well, okay, Lord, tell you what, here's the deal. Maybe you could put it on her heart that, you know, she's been there for 20 years. That's probably long enough now. And, you know, maybe just throw in the towel and retire. <laughs> and I kind of just left it at that just to, you know, kind of think that, well, maybe that'll be a sign, you know, if, if she, if somehow she ends up retiring or, or saying she's not going to run again, then, you know, then I'll get serious about it. And so sure enough, uh, February 8th, there was an announcement made that she was not going to run again. She was wow. not going to seek re-election. And I went, within 10 minutes, I went, I went I'm running. That's it. That's my cue. Yep. I, <laughs> I'm going to do it. And, um, you know, so, so, you know, we still don't know if that's the Lord's intent uh, that I would actually be in that office because quite honestly it will take a it'll take a miracle from god right for for me to overcome election fraud what's interesting all. though is that uh, what would seem impossible for it for an incumbent to, to decide yeah i'm not going to run anymore that's almost unheard of in and of itself right. and then right after you prayed about it that looks like an open door yeah you know, so yeah, that was within two weeks of of having prayed about that specific thing. You know, well, maybe you could just put it on her heart, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, okay. So, so this is for the Republican ticket in the primaries, which will take place August sixth. Yes, which means you'll be going up against uh, maybe a dozen or two dozen Republicans. I was thinking half the population of Eastern Washington. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I think everybody is going to try for this position. Okay. All of them call themselves Republicans. Right. What sets you apart? Well, um, so far from the candidates that uh, have stepped up and announced that they're going to run, all of these people already have positions in elected government. You know, they're, uh, they're just looking for a pay raise. And, and to me, that just screams career politician. You know, why would you keep feeding the gravy train? You know right. what I mean? Why would you let them stay in their positions? They, do they really need a pay raise just because they think they're going to climb the ladder into the eternal political career? You know, right. I, I just don't, I have no respect for that. And and there's also some other candidates that uh, I am told have been, uh, they've been told that they would be very, very well funded from a very, very wealthy group of Republicans on the west side of the state. And that'll basically be a shoe in for that person to get in because of all of the money that will be oh, thrown at them. A puppet position. And, yeah. And, and this is like over $10 million. And, and so I, I thought to myself, my gosh, are you kidding? What on earth could you possibly do with $10 million for such a small areas campaign? You know, I mean, it's, there's only so much money that you can spend legally in an election to buy signs, to, uh, you know, pay for airtime. I, I think the, if you're going to, if you're going to even 
attempt to try to spend that much money legally in a campaign, you would have to be on on television ads continually. Right. I mean, the whole, across the whole span of the whole campaign, mailers once a week to everybody in yeah. The district. You'd have yeah. to you'd have to own every billboard in your whole district. You know what I mean with your sign on the billboard. Right. That's there's really it's it's quite difficult to spend beyond a certain amount for district five you know legally and and so i just look at that and i go well i'm sorry but uh anybody that has 10 million dollars thrown at them there's something shady going on right off the bat yeah and, uh, i would agree and so you know those are the kind of things that that hopefully the voters are smart enough to steer clear from that they don't uh elect career politicians that that could care less about the people and just feel like they're climbing up some corporate ladder and that's the other thing too i've heard other people say well well what you're not going to work your way up you're going to just jump right for the 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 big position and oh. there it's this is not a corporation right. this is not like you start in the mailroom and you're you work your way up. that is not how government works well with elected positions like this that's how rhinos rhinos are made right yep uh, you know and and look at the hardest hitting uh congressional uh, members of congress that marjorie taylor green come from a businesswoman uh not a career politician right uh bobert another one business person doesn't come from a career uh they're not they're not uh groomed and molded by the republican party to be a good right they're not they're not republican you know they're not uh, they're not rhinos paid they're not paid in the millions of dollars to uh you know we'll get you in if you do this big favor for us yeah you know? yeah well yeah. okay so is that what sets you apart you're not a career politician uh, oh no much more sets me apart than that i i have an a, a, a huge long history 18 years of fighting the communists and winning on their turf uh, you know, this is when I, gosh, like I've I've told people over and over, this all started in 2006, and uh, y you know I dropped everything I was doing to fight against what is definitely a fascist system where they tried to microchip every livestock animal. It was called the National Animal Identification System, and so I, from my from my college education. I knew for a fact that, uh, which was in macro sociology, by the way, where right. I studied governments, governance structures, and you know the the whole history of the Holocaust, eugenics, uh, that kind of thing. And so I knew for a fact that any time you see fascism or communism start to develop or take hold or take root. Uh, you pretty much better drop what you're doing right then and there and start fighting against it because that kind of thing, boy, if you don't, it just, it, it starts from a little tiny spark and, and goes into a full-blown forest fire in no time and takes over. And so, so that's exactly what I did. I saw National Animal Identification System and, and I did, I dropped everything that I was doing and went to work 40 hours a week, uh, just day in and day out working against that and uh, worked in that direction as well as uh, holding meetings to ha to educate the public, holding protests along the highways and stuff to alert yeah. people to what was going on. and <clears throat> Organizing and, the uh, citizens yep, that's toward right. that goal too. That's right. Yeah. And setting up uh, a group that uh, could 
become informed and and basically fight back and and uh, uh, so I I led that whole group and was instrument in the national movement. There was me and and oh, roughly twelve other primary investigators and uh, researchers that uncovered all of the information for the whole nation and we just worked solid for three years on it and finally finally uh, uh, towards the end of 2009 it got it got shut down I mean there was there was that much that we shared across the whole nation and organized people all the way from beginning to end to where they fought it back and uh, yeah so it when I say it got rid of it it uh, true to communist form they rescinded and changed their names, broke it up into a million little pieces, and started uh. again. You know, uh, and and so now it's it's kind of back, uh, not not full blown like it was before, but uh, little bits and pieces. But anyway, so um, once I had started investigating that, then I got into researching the United Nations because NACE came from the United Nations. Right, your right? investigations led to you to the UN. That's right. Yep. And and so that was how I ended up eventually writing my book, The Perils of Sustainable Development, because after six years of research and fighting it at the local level, the city level, the county level, the then the state level, trying to pass uh, bills against it and, and stop it, uh, you know, I wrote the book. So it was it was a very intensive six years of of research and and pulling information together and and uh acting on it and getting uh, people organized to act against it as well well that's what i got from the perils of sustainable development because you've got your local area in your state and your county and surrounding counties trying to implement this program for tracking livestock right and then you find out they're doing it in illinois they're doing it in indiana they're doing it in florida yep and so pretty soon you think this is not just some local county commissioner that got this bright idea. Let's start this. This is, it leads you to the question, where is this coming from? Yep. This is a coordinated effort. Where is it, where is it originating? That's right. And what was fascinating about this research was I ended up, uh, meeting all sorts of people across the whole United States, like, like the owner of Acres magazine, uh, he contacted me and and he said, I've got somebody that you need to talk to. And and um, and it ended up being a man that had moved to the United States from Ireland to escape the same exact program going on in Ireland that wiped out nearly all of the cattle farmers wow. and and wiped out almost every single dairy. And, and look what they're doing in Europe right now. Uh, yes. They're wiping out cattle and dairies. Yes, that's right. It's, wow. And, and so I, I got to speak to this guy. Uh, he had to use a code name because he started going to all these meetings. He's saying, I just left Ireland to escape this this horrible uh, this is a horrible attack it will ruin everything associated with agriculture and uh and so he was going to all these meetings these usda meetings and and sure enough uh he he pulled out their pamphlets he says this is the same exact verbatim what they're doing in ireland and now you guys are doing it here and the the governor of Arkansas actually threatened him in a way that he feared for his life. So he actually went underground, changed his name because he thought he was going to be 
wiped out. Right. And uh, and so I got to, um, I learned an awful lot from him and how it's all going on in the EU. So then I started, that was, you know, what, what kind of gave the leap to the United Nations. And then I started researching the whole United Nations going, oh my gosh, this is, this is as bad as it gets. I had no idea. Yeah. And it was, and the thing was, was the United Nations reaches right down from uh, a program called global to local. Yes. So the global level right into your county commissioner's office through the comprehensive planning. Which affects everything, not just agriculture. Right. It's oh, yeah. sustainable. Sustainable everything. Sustainable housing developments. Yep. Sustainable yep. roads. Plan- planning departments. Right. Yep. <clears throat> yep. All That's of it. right. And and so, yeah, that, that research was absolutely mind-blowing. And, and so, yeah, like I said, by the time I wrote that book in 2012, um, uh, boy, I was, I, that was the first book to ever be published in the United States about uh, the United Nations and their Sustainable Development Agenda 21, was, is right. what the full uh, technical term for it is. The whole book is amazing research. Okay, but that's not why you're running today. No. That's just that's, got that, you on your journey. That to... is what educated me as to what's going on and, and who's the enemy. You know, right. uh, Sun Tzu says, know your enemy. Right off the bat, know your enemy. Right. And that was the perfect education to understand who these people are coming from the United Nations directly to the local level and that they're, they're, the UN Charter is based on the Communist Manifesto. And, oh, wow, what a shocker. You know, here I'm studying that in college, you know, the, the tenets of communism, the tenets of fascism and, and how that all works and, and how communists absolutely refuse to allow pro- private property rights they don't allow uh, the rights of the individual and they absolutely hate a middle class uh, right. you know they want they want uh, essentially like the uh, like a serfdom type thing it brings <laughs> us up. to uh, you'll own nothing and you'll like it that's right right yep and so so that really was a, a huge eye-opener as to how this deep state actually works. And it's not the deep state. It's the United Nations that has firmly entrenched itself throughout and alongside all of our other laws and systems across the whole United States. Right. Yeah, in fact, um, the biggest leap forward that I watched the United Nations take was in 2009 when uh, all, apparently, I didn't even realize this, I just knew about the, the meeting that was going on in Spokane where they were going to uh, change Spokane to a sustainable city, right? And so, of course, I went to fight against that and, and you know, took all my people there with me. And, mm-hmm. and there was about 150 of us. And, um, you know, it was quite the interesting meeting because here's the Seattle mayor over there pushing it. Here's all of these uh, huge... Uh, environmentalist attorneys pushing it and the mayor of Spokane was you know bending over backwards for them and uh, and so they were calling all of us conspiracy theorists and wackos the whole evening right and the Lord is amazing he had me be the last speaker and I get up there with my whole big old three-inch notebook stacked <laughs> full of, of information and I had pre-written and typed up uh, statements for each one of the board of the city of Spokane, and uh, and I said, I said, don't believe a word I'm saying. I've typed out all of these addresses for you guys to each go look up when you get home. Just just look them up, pull them up on your computer. You look up 
up for yourself and verify each and every one of these, but don't believe me. You go to these United Nations website pages yourselves right. and understand that this is a United Nations program you guys are pushing upon the American people, which is actually illegal because that is collusion with a foreign governance structure. Right. And I said, uh, you, are, you are stepping right over we the people which is absolutely illegal and um Good i said I, I boy i pretty much nailed them and um and so i walked up and i hand each one of them you know this stapled copy of all this information and and so then the mayor at that time mayor mary verner she gets up and she goes and she had to do this in front of this huge packed room of all these uh, you know big wig environmental attorneys and and she goes well it it, it actually it is a united nations program <laughs> oh. she goes she goes but we're making it our own oh that's and, and so that yes. was it, it was it was a glorious moment because we all cheered <clears throat> i mean the whole room just erupted in cheers because you know here all night long we had to sit there and endure being called conspiracy theorists and wackos and, and them glaring at us and pointing at us and, and chewing us out because they're such high-powered bigwig attorneys. Right. Well, and then they had to eat it at the end because she had to admit it. And I think it had an awful lot to do that with that. I, I provided them with all of the exact proof. Yes. And so if she lied at that point, there would have been, you know, big big problem for right. her after that so then so then they throw in the twist but we get to make but it our own we get own. to make it our own and that oh was boy. what we heard all across the united states well yep. and so they passed it uh, after the meeting uh we thought we won and uh one of the uh city board came up to me and she goes she goes can i talk to you for a minute and and um she said well i want you to know that before we even had this meeting with this vote they, we were told that they were going to pass this whether we voted for it or not. And I said, oh, seriously? How is that legal? And she goes, it's not. But that's what they said they're going to do regardless of how we vote. Wow. And um, And so, wow. And so, sure enough, they did. They passed it as a sustainable development city, and uh, which which meant that they would get a $75,000 grant, It you know, so long as they pulled all these other United Nations programs together oh, right. and networked them all and nicely knit them together. Well, it wasn't just Spokane that did it. Within two weeks of that, 500 cities across the United States did the same exact thing, yep. which is essentially a coup over the whole nation. I mean, if you could imagine a blank map of the United States and then suddenly pick out five of the major cities in every single state and, and put a dot on them, Yes. And all of a sudden, you throw these 500 dots across the map. That was the coup. That was the deep state. They took they took uh, liberty to set up their own governance structure, their own United Nations governance structure, right alongside our own in 500 cities within two weeks. And Spokane, Washington, was the only one, the only one out of 500 cities that gave any kind of protest at all. Wow. That's and I remember this happening in Idaho from the state legislature, a very similar. It was a unified code for development, uh, smart smart growth, smart growth or comprehensive. <clears throat> there we go, comprehensive plan, right? Yep, yep. And the legislators were told, "You're going to stay in session until this gets voted." Like that came from the governor. Right. You will stay. You're you. 
You will stay until you say yes. Yep. <laughs> yep. That's exactly what they did. Yep. And despite the protest, despite the testimony and so on. Okay, so. So that's my history with, you know, with fighting right. back. Uh, that's That was the beginning of my history. And actually, the successes came much later uh, in the property rights and water rights right. group. Yeah. Well, that got you in the fight. Yep. Got you to understand who the adversary is, who the enemy is. Right. Now we've got a race. We've just got a couple of minutes here left. What is making you run now? What are your hot button, top priority issues? Well, now, I mean, we are we are at the point of being in, in an existential threat where this nation is is being lost. I mean, it's already falling down the cliff. We're watching American sovereignty disappear as we speak. We're watching uh, this massive invasion across our wide open border uh, that is being facilitated by the communists that have usurped their positions through election fraud. Right. And and so uh, that combined, I think the, the ultimate tipping point was the child trafficking where, uh, you know, God is extremely extremely angry when that happens Mm -hmm. and uh he says you know you better basically you better not harm my little ones right and to know that this this horror it's not even just something like like a like kids are kidnapped and kept in daycares no i mean it's way worse than that it's murder it's butchery it's it's adrenochrome harvesting it's organ this the horror sexual exploitation is, is beyond yeah you can't even speak the horror. It's so horrible. And so that being on my heart thinking, oh, Lord, I, there's, I, there's no possible way that this is going to happen in my nation on my watch and I do nothing about it. Right. Absolutely not. And, and so, yeah, that was, um, that was what really got me. And, and so I, at least I, I wrote the bill, the congressional bill, the stop child trafficking bill, right. which was based on, uh, banning electronic voting machines because none of this would have happened the wide open border which jim caviezel from sound of freedom was saying you know the wide open border is what is the biggest facilitator of child trafficking yes and if they closed the border that would almost very nearly stop it and and so why is the border open well because we had election fraud we had electronic voting machines just like we're seeing all across the world in in a in a blueprint uh, type fashion where these communists take over because of the fraudulent election that they that they pull over on the people and they get in these communists right. and well just like we saw Argentina they got rid of the electronic voting machines and they got the piece the, the person that they're actually voting for right and so our border is wide open because of election fraud if we remove the electronic voting machines just like Argentina did we'll be able to close down this border we'll be able to get rid of the communists from our elected positions because everybody knows nobody votes for those people right. it takes election fraud to get them in in the first place yeah. and so you know um, that bill that congressional bill that I wrote uh, we pushed that across our whole listenership for the past year and over 900 people sent in copies to their congressmen and I sent in a, a whole mess of them and repeated uh, in most cases to quite a few of them and did any of them even write back nope 
None of them. And the nobody only- submitted a bill to stop a, to ban electronic voting machines or to stop child trafficking. And nobody responded. And nobody responded. And and uh, the only person that did respond was President Trump because I sent him a personal copy and an explanation of the bill and and said, "Boy, I I don't know how you're going to get elected unless these electronic voting machines are banned." at the national level yeah and and so he wrote back he wrote back he he uh thanked me for having sent it and well for for writing it and sending it and i also let him know whom else i had sent it to like marjorie taylor green matt gates jim jordan so that if they did nothing and he saw that they did nothing he would know they had a copy of that bill yes and did nothing and and so um at least we got a response back from him which is just that's glorious that's so awesome that's awesome. Great work. <laughs> and so so uh, then um, the Kathy McMorris Rogers has thrown in her uh, thrown in the towel basically and and says she's not going to run again. And so I thought, well, fantastic. I will run this bill myself. You know, yep. if if I can't get anybody else on God's green earth to do it, I will be more than happy to run it myself. Well, she needs to be replaced anyway. She was the one on January 6th who said she was going to certify, she was going to halt the certification. She was going to go along with the other members of Congress to call for an investigation over the evidence of foreign uh, interference in the elections. That's right. And then this Antifa and FBI-led riot took place on January 6th and she went and rescinded and certified the election for Joe Biden. Yep, that's right. And knowing full well the election was stolen. Well, and she was never on Trump's side ever. Right. And so, you know, that's not that's not the way Republicans work, especially not under the greatest president the United States has seen, you know, right. since the founding fathers. Yeah. And so you don't you don't side with the communists while you've got somebody like that in office. Well, she spent most of her time hanging around with uh, what Ryan? Uh, yeah, yep, Ryan Zinke. Oh no! No, a- uh, no. Uh, I'm sorry, Paul Ryan. Paul Ryan. Yep. Yes. Yep. Wow, there should be all kinds of danger signs there. Oh, no kidding. So keep that in mind, yeah. folks. Who is she going to endorse? Who is Kathy McMorris Rogers going to endorse? Yeah, because apparently she has quite a bit of. Uh, campaign funds left over that she needs to pass on to the person of her choice. And so there you go. So that person that she picks, you know, you're not going to want to vote for them. That's the plague. Yep. That person <laughs> has the plague. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Well, thank you for sharing. We're going to do a lot more of this and be posting uh, videos and we'll be putting out information on where people can watch those and help share those. That's for right. now, uh, you want to put out your website? Yep. My website is Renee Holiday. For congress.com and it's spelled r-e-n-e-h-o-l-a-d-a-y for congress.com got it renee holiday for congress.com pretty simple all right well patriots oh well thank you for being with us thank you for having me all right you guys join us each morning uh 7 a.m pacific time for the morning commute until then you have a blessed and a safe week You've been listening to Radio Free Redoubt, the voice of the American Redoubt. Good night.